I, I'm I'm amazed because when you start thinking about our healthcare workers and they're trying to help out those in assisted living with mental health issues, about 64 and older, think about that. People are living longer. If they're not getting assisted living or sometimes they may be in skilled nursing facilities or nursing homes, wherever they may be, Mindful Mental Health Services has a program set up where they're going to market and facilitate and make sure that they get the right services their patients deserve. And it starts first by finding the people who take care of our loved ones. And that's Dr. Mitchell Greenberg. He's the co-founder of Mindful Mental Health Services. And of course, Orion Henderson here too, CEO of our regional areas of Georgia and Alabama. And you keep on expanding. Personal power. People positive. The community of connection. This is the Bob Jeswald Show. It is a great day today. It's a great day when you have these two guys here, Joanne, you know, that are really got a great vision. This vision is going to take everybody in different directions, especially when it comes to mindful mental health services. We got the CEO here. Um, again, he is our regional guy. This is Orion Henderson, uh, part of all this. And our, our co-founder of Mindful Mental Health Services, Dr. Mitchell Greenberg, is right here as well. The two of you to come here today that to put something like this together is amazing. So being the CEO and being the, of course, <laughs> let's just say the, the co-founder here, who wants to jump in first on this? Because I want to know more about what you guys are actually doing. What is the actual niche for this whole thing? Yeah, I, I think I'll start if you don't mind. Yeah. Um, thank you very much for having us here today. Um, you know, this is a very important subject. Um, mental health is, um, is something that um, is needed in all aspects of the United States, in rural areas, urban areas, across the United States. Um, mental health therapy is key um, to good wellness. And um, to that end, um, I, me and my co-founder, Danae, uh, who is a licensed clinical social worker psychotherapist, I don't have that expertise. My, I've been in the business of medicine, research, education for years. So we joined forces in the uh, uh, Gulf Coast of Florida about 11 years ago and launched a concept um, uh, to be um, developed ultimately into a national entity. Uh, the concept is fundamentally on a regional basis through our territory partners like Orion Henderson, who has Georgia and Alabama, uh, and is just starting to uh, develop those. What we do uh, is we deliver mental health therapy um, primarily to individuals residing in residential communities such as assisted living, nursing homes, uh, skilled nursing facilities, long-term care, and certainly in independent uh, housing. But that isn't the entire scope of our reach. Uh, we can do the same things that we're doing for the senior population across the board in all age groups. But our initial jump-off point are the elderly. It's a very um, interesting um, need there. Um, if you take an assisted living community, these communities exist uh, because generally speaking, an individual can no longer take care of themselves physically and they need assistance. Either family's not around or family's not capable. And they, they then they do is they move to these assisted living community. Fundamentally, giving up their independence. They're now um, in a building, say 150 other people. Um, they, they're strangers in a new environment. They've had to downsize their lives. Uh, they're, eating, they're eating their meals with strangers, being told what activities to go to. 
So there's a big uh, transition and adjustment um, problem there. Um, I could yeah. see, I could see that, but but Florida seems like the hotbed for for it because I think a lot of people retire down there. Um, it could really transcend now that it is in Georgia and Alabama. Um, Orion's yeah. able to you know to to look at this center even a more regional. So you guys are thinking, let's expand this across the board, right? Because this this right. is going to work. This template should work anywhere. Different different laws in different places. Does that affect yeah. you at all too? I mean, there's certain. Yeah, it's a it's a, a translatable, um, reproducible model. Good. Um, sure, each state has its own idiosyncrasies, uh, but through our expertise, um, we are able to jump through those hoops and be able to set up entities or assist entities like Orient is setting up, where where we more or less developed and de- deliver a business in a box. So everything that an entrepreneur um, like Orient um, needs in order to set up this business. Not only do they have all the hard materials, but we also train and support um, because let's face it, um, uh, Orion may not have the experience um, required uh, to be able to intelligently discuss what we're doing with individuals. So they need support and training and that's that, ongoing. That's that's perfect. And speaking of which, I, you know, made me think too, Joanne, I was thinking, um, skilled nursing, like county hospitals, there was a skilled nursing floor. I, I had the, I guess the honor to do it because it wasn't, wasn't for me for a long time. Cause it was, it was tough. I'll have to admit, I worked in uh, Erie County medical center in Buffalo, New York, when I was going to college uh, as a nurse's aide. Okay. And in the skilled nursing facility was wow. Oh my gosh. And I'm thinking what you're talking about now, how beneficial they would have been because we had so many people with OBS, which is like organic brain syndrome. I think that might've been the acronym at the time. Um, they weren't ambulating bed store and it really showed how it deteriorated their mental health. I mean, they, they were lost. Some of them, you know, I felt so bad. Um, so this isn't necessarily designed. Could you go in a hospital and assist, or you guys want to kind of keep this outside of the realm of, of, of hospitals? No, we, um, we're could be anywhere. Okay. Uh, we're virtual. Okay. So we go to where the individual is to perform the therapy. So it won't matter. This it is be, great. Yeah. It could be bedside. Okay. It could be bedside. It could be face-to-face. Or um, more recently, what's getting very popular and makes a lot of sense is tele-mental health therapy, telehealth. Oh, I can see it. Yeah. And we are, so therefore, we're able to now go into independent homes, uh, not have to send a therapist across town. You know, it's not completely an efficient model to do that, but they could now literally pick up a cell phone and deliver the care over a cell phone or, you know, you can include Skype and Zoom and other technical modalities, but sometimes in the elderly, that's difficult uh, challenge. This is why um, this is happening now with you. <laughs> I mean, thanks to COVID and in that regard, I mean, it's the only good yeah. thing I thought came out of that is this kind right. of technology usage. So, you know, Orion, I mean, I you, you know, you're lighting up when he's hitting these points. You know, how do you see it? impacting these other states and and our regional level here. What what do you think? I've been in care for about 25 years, but I was on the opposite side, uh, assistant living. So I own assistant living facilities. So I know exactly what's happening in those facilities. Um, And it's it's like peanut butter and jelly is going to pair perfectly because when you have 24 hour care and oversight, you can't really focus on other needs. That's where mindful really works. Okay. The therapeutic approach that Mindful has, it allows for the individual to get whole care. And I'm just a big fan of that. I fell in love with that. I graduated from Harvard, and I did not know I would be doing Mindful. I graduated from (laughs) Harvard in 19. Okay. So my degree is in econometrics, which is the study of markets and correlation 
running big funds and invest. That's what I do. It sounds like you two guys are the peanut butter and jelly. Right. <laughs> so it's we, you, you guys, you know, he's got this other side over here. You're the CEO. And of course, you know, is a, the, the founder in years of uh, having your practice the two of you yeah. guys, you got the perfect I love, combination. I love working with individuals like Orion because, you know, I, I might have a business gene, mm-hmm. but I have no formal training. Yeah. And, um, you know, it's nice to have these partners who can bring their skill level, you know, to the, to the table, uh, to really continue to develop a, a, an efficient model moving forward right. that's applicable to everybody. We right. need somebody like Orion if you for you to have that understanding, that right. broad base and the economics of all that. Um, we take for granted, you know, when you go to a doctor's office, you go to any clinical psychologist or anybody for whatever reason, and you walk in there, you're not thinking in the background, how does this whole machine work? How do the pieces work so you get the proper care that right. it's being identified the way it should? Right. And, and in that regard, then obviously you get the right medical attention. And diagnosis. that's, that's yeah. what we do. That's what makes it so perfect. Like me and Mitchell's relationship is perfect. We, we break down everything probably on a daily basis. And he'll talk to me from a standpoint as like a doctor. And a doctor is a scientist. Mm-hmm. And a doctor would say stuff like, Orion, um, that's a, what's what's our rate limiting step in that, and so we have to always work forward, work backwards. Like it just it just works. I love it, you know. And, and it's, it's and you do it. You guys don't physically see each other that often. Is this more more long distance through right. telecommunication? Yeah. yeah. So we we developed a operating training manual. Orion and her, his partner Jermaine Alexander came to Sarasota for three days, and we beat it up, and we go through all aspects of the business. And then when he goes home, then we're there for ongoing support. Right. But fundamentally, uh, because of our experience and know-how, um, he doesn't have to recreate the wheel. We've already created the wheel. We know all the pitfalls, the traps. We know how to talk to people to, to show them how valuable our services may be. Um, we teach them how to recruit providers of care, which are basically clinical psychologists and licensed clinical social workers. That those are the individuals that deliver the care wherever it may be. Do you guys have to interview people? I yes. mean, how do you, so it's because funny, everybody, it's you yeah, said that, yeah, Bob, because that's they, exactly what we're doing. Okay. Now. So that's <laughs> right. And I'm just saying, it's like, you know, Joanne and I, we work well together. She's, right. she's a total, as you really see, say anything she hasn't said a word yet today. And yeah. And, and, and she's the <laughs> a perfect relationship. <laughs> see how that works. Right. I, I interview her all the time and, and she just nods her head. Yeah, <laughs> so I, just say, okay. I know what she means. Um, sounds great, Bob. <laughs> it's okay to, great. it's okay to be diametrically opposed. Right. Would you, are you two guys diametrically opposed and tell me about the interviewing process? Because it seems like you two guys are you different personalities, but, but it works. So in, it, in your interview, it not only works, yeah. but, um, it creates a cohesive uh, unit. In my mind, the only shape that rolls forward that's not a wheel is an oloid. Explain it. The oloid <laughs> is the only shape that can not roll. An I don't. I'm like. Stu- is it a is it a gym thing or is it like an? How come I don't know what that is? Well, it, it's yeah. a it's a geometric thing. Oh, ge- I should know geometry. I, I had it's some science. This envision the Flintstones. Right. The Flintstones. Okay, now I get it. That's right. <laughs> and that and Joanne, that's, you knew what it was. What that's it? us. We'll say okay, got it. Now that's <laughs> us. We we move in that synergy. That makes not sense. too okay. fast. Yes. Not too slow. Okay. But just enough to move forward at the right pace. Could you diagnose this? I was really saying it because just for the other people out there listening. No, you were not. Yeah, <laughs> sure I was. Yeah, sure I was. Uh, do, do you think I'm lying to you? Yes. <laughs> Could you diagnose that? <laughs> right. But uh, no. I, I, and so that, that makes sense. So there's no, um, I mean, when it comes to socioeconomic backgrounds or anybody, it doesn't matter because we're all facing, you know, doc, yeah. you, you know, when we, 
get older, you know, things happen. You get dementia. There's different There's different causes, different whatever it may be. Maybe somebody who's just incapacitated or had a stroke and can't talk well. Or yeah, that, that, let me, that's a very important yeah. uh, uh, point. So we can only do what we can do. If, we, if our therapist cannot have a cathartic relationship with an individual right. because of traumatic brain injury or, you know, uh, dementia, whatever it might be, um, of course, we don't deliver care there. But there are many people who are physically, um, they have physical liabilities, uh, but they're cognitively sound. And uh, so quite often, even though physically they're not great, they still get depressed. They still have behavioral issues. They have, still have anxiety. They get grief when a, when a loved one dies. You know, there's addictions. There's all sorts of things that occur. And so we're faced with, you know, it's just uh, the assisted living populations in the po- it's just a microcosm of of national uh, population and uh, they could get it as well. So um, we feel that we're serving an unmet need because it's very difficult when you have a physical liability um, to to get optimal care. Um, You know, somebody's got to transport you. So what we do is we deliver the care right in their apartments. Our our providers are assigned these communities. They go knock on the door and go from patient to patient and have their caseload in these communities. So it's very efficient model. They can get the care. It's easy on the assisted living because they don't have to transport people. Um, And we've become the eyes and ears. Um, You can envision 150 residents and you have a wellness director who's sort of the individual that's supposed to manage and find resources in the community for various levels of care and need. Um, We help them tremendously um, by having um, a professional therapist who's addressing really what they shouldn't be addressing anyway. Mindful mental health services. I give them a call, one call, that's all. I shouldn't be saying that. Somebody else uses that line. Some attorneys use that line. But but it, let's think about it. It reminds me of that. It's a, it's a one-stop shop. I call you, you interview mom. She's sitting next to me, right? Would that make sense? Mm-hmm. And you guys can maybe delegate or facilitate you know, Orion, hey, we need to, um, let me see here, these guys can work on this and that, they need this kind of treatment, you'll send them over to that place. So you, they could be a, it could be a physical appointment, or it could be a tele-appointment, so, or both. So what would happen in that scenario, which you just stated, a therapist, a licensed clinical social worker, that's very, very important. important. Yeah, okay. It's very important, because an LCSW it's like right up under a psychologist okay. or a psychologist. Yeah. Okay. They, they're, they're, they're right there. So they're going to do what's called a psychosocial assessment. Okay. And then they're going to figure out the needs. Let's figure out what do you need? And once they pinpoint that, that's all they're working on. It could be a matter of 12 weeks, 16 weeks, 52 weeks, but they're oh. working on that need. So it could be 45 minutes uh, for hour a week. Um, 55, it just depends. And they work that out, the gotcha. therapist and the patient. How many? Yeah, so let me just add yeah. in here. So yeah. Orion, of course, um, like any other network partner we have, does not really get in the middle of clinical medicine. So right. that, that is left to the provider. So during that assessment that Orion alluded to, they make their diagnosis and set a treatment plan. And everybody buys into that treatment plan, including often family members, because mm-hmm. this is a family unit problem. It's not just absolutely. It, yeah, it affects everybody, as you know. Yeah, right? I'm, I'm dealing now. I mean, I'm, you know, I'm talking to my mom on the way here. Uh, jo- and Bob's <coughs> mom. Joanne, Joanne, Bob's uh, mom, Joanne I met, met Bob's mom today through through Tella, 
bone. Right. <laughs> and, and, and didn't see her visually. But mom um, is, you know, my stepdad's got Parkinson's really bad. And he's, he's you know, he's, he, I always say he was cantankerous before, but he's more combative now. He's going through those, those times of being a little paranoid and things going on. She's, um, she's got some heart disease, blood pressure issues. She's got her own issues going on, and she's trying to be caretaker. She's exhausted. She's tired. She just found out today, she brought it up to me, that she's going to have somebody come in and provide meals for him because she's not eating, and he's doing feeding. Right. He's got to do a feeding tube, so yeah. he, he can't even swallow anymore without aspirating. Mm-hmm. So we, we got all this stuff going on, and I'm thinking, oh, my gosh, so how do we do this? But, but there's services out there, and you can tap those services. You guys find those services for better mental health for our patients. But um, do you find yourself running out of psychiatrists, psychologists, or, or anyone you need, a licensed therapist that could... Re- recruitment uh, recruitment is, has got to be... It's always ongoing. I can't imagine it. But I'm just d- to yeah, piggyback off what you just, yeah. last, what you just last said, yeah. we provide those services at no cost to the individual we serve. It's okay. at no cost to them. Okay, now this is totally remarkable. Boy, we buried the lead here, Joanne. Well, it's a it's yeah. an insurance covered behavioral behavioral right. medicine is covered by insurance. Okay, and if for those who don't have insurance, what I mean, do, I mean, like anything, you you unfortunately it's in it's in Medicare Part B. Okay, uh, primarily we're focusing on individuals sixty five and older, but you're going to have Medicare. Okay, true. A and, yeah, it makes sense. That's true. So okay. Medicare and other third party yeah. commercial payers, um, right. If they okay. should happen to have those as their primary, do pay right. behavioral health as well. Mm-hmm. So um, it's really, um, you know, the, it's just a wonderful service. And the nice thing about what we do, cognitive behavioral therapy or psychology or talk therapy, mm-hmm. okay. it, there's no, there's really no downside to it. I mean, there's no risks. It's not like we're doing surgery. Um, you know, this is talking to individuals. We're not prescribing medications. Right. We don't do that. Right. Although our therapists will work collaboratively with the patient's um, provider that does that. So perhaps somebody does need, but we can often keep people off of medications. Right. You know, right. these medica- these psychotropic medications are toxic substances with significant side effects. Right. And if you can keep people off of those um, in, a, in a setting in which you're dealing with a very vulnerable population, the elderly, who have real significant reactions to medications more so than perhaps younger folks do, um, it's a it's a real benefit. So we can even get people off of medications through talking through. Um, and then if they need it, they need it. I mean, some people truly have, from my understanding, not well-trained in this, that people truly do have chemical imbalances and they would benefit from an antidepressant or sure. whatever that particular. That was is. my next thing I was going to say. In that case, those, those cases, I don't know how many of those you would have, but I mean, it could vary, I suppose. You can have, you know, caseload one time that people do need that uh, medicine, you know, if they do have a chemical imbalance, but then you can, that, that therapist can then go to their doc and, and that's right. We leave it between the providers and then it comes So that's you guys get on. But I, I, I think that's good. I mean, Joanne, what do you, I mean, especially military, her husband is retired out of the military. He's young. Would you ever go with anybody? You think, could you see anything younger? Would you ever, you guys ever go in that direction? You want to stick to 65 and older? Because I think when it comes to insurance and the business model, it would probably make more sense to you're, you're being hyper-focused on that that age group. Am I correct in that? I would say for now, yeah. uh, 13,000 individuals turn 65 every day till 2030. Wow. That's a statistic. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Your time is coming, Bob. Wow. <laughs> 57 guys. Super fast. 57. Thanks, guys. Joanne. Here I know. We go. Get on know, that train. Yeah, yeah. Or get out of the way. <laughs> Joanne, you're, you're behind me, but I'll, I'll let you know how it is when I get there. It's, it's going to be, but hopefully, but you, you hit on something too. 
you know, I'm, I'm big on no medicine. If you don't have to, try to do something naturally, yeah. which is good. I do applaud you for, th- for saying that. that normally, well, you know, the, the cognitive of- behavioral therapy is tried and true for decades and decades and decades. So there's very specific therapeutic approaches. So it's not just talking to somebody. It's identifying their problems, certainly, giving them some goals and objectives to achieve along the way, um, really trying to resolve the issue. Certain things are easier to resolve. And some you've got to continue, I guess, peeling that onion um, until at which time um, it's at least acceptable to the individual. It's hard. Do you deal with how much? How many military? Because I know there would be Tricare. Some some military personnel who retired might be able to use that insurance for anyone in the military that's retired down in Alabama, here Georgia. There's a lot of folks there, and down in Sarasota. Mm-hmm. It, are there? You know, when you see military men and women when they come back, especially the, the, the elderly, and we're looking at this case here, how many don't really acknowledge if it's something with PTSD or something? Have you seen any of that? Have you seen anybody, like, how do you attack that? I mean, how do you yeah. go, go I, into- I, we, I really couldn't talk to that. Yeah, okay, um, gotcha. Because I'm not in the trenches. It's, you know, it's yeah. not what I do. Um, it would be all anecdotal, right? So, right. but we do, we do see veterans in these residential communities all the time. Um, but I can't talk to sort of their day-to-day issues. Um, but you know, there's, I think that, um, and I'm sure Orion has already thought, thought about this is that, you know, we can deliver care to the veterans administration as well. Um, if we have resources to bring to the table that makes sense to them, um, as an adjunct to what they're doing, perhaps, Mm -hmm. um, really the, the, the world is our canvas, uh, where we can deliver this sort of care. So the, to piggyback off what you asked and Dr. Mitchell just stated, uh, we reached out to the VA, and it's a lot of steps. A lot of bureaucracy, a lot of red right? tape, I can imagine. But yes. we waited out. Okay. We waited yeah. out That's patience so we can virtual, yeah. be patient and let them know where your go-to people. But it's kind of tricky here. Uh, yeah, Georgia mm-hmm. is actually positioned in Alabama for veterans. Yeah, you know, Tuskegee. Yeah, you don't have a VA that's uh, readily. Ex- I mean, they have other uh, stuff on post at right. Fort Benning, but not enough like the VA in Tuskegee, and you got to travel that distance. Yeah, which is crazy. So, this, this is where you guys could step in. Yeah, so I we did think. our due yeah. diligence and we yeah. reached out. And yeah, we let them know our services and we provided them with the documentation and did our phone calls and all that great good stuff. And you have to kind of just wait the process out. So that's part of an irritation thing for yeah, me that would, because yeah. I, I, I want you to get the best care you can get, but there are channels and all that great good stuff. So we're and pushing it know, But Orion's father was a general. Oh, <laughs> I, I, I did not know that. Boy, this guy's really, Jesus. Well, surprise Henderson. Here, so General Henderson, uh, one star, two star, three star, four star. What, what is uh, it? End it two star. End it two star. Yeah. Two thank star. you for his service. You, yeah. If he's listening right now, thank you very much, sir. Yeah. Appreciate that. I bear his name. He passed, but I bear his name. Yeah. I, I bear his, his name. name. That's yeah. fantastic. Orion Henderson, So they have, General a, they have a, a place. Right. I mean, Good. That's yeah. fantastic. Yeah, right I could there. see why. It, I, I could see something. Mitchell, I could see why he he's the way he is. Yes, I could see that. And I can see why Joanne is the way she is, too. <laughs> My dad is not military. No, no, your he's husband. He's Canadian. Uh, he's Canadian. That works, too. If you're Canadian, you know, he's uh, he's a true Canadian like through and through. He's the furthest away from the military. He's possible. a maple leaf all the way, and it, and it, and it works. It works. Well, so but was my father. Sorry, my dad. father's from Toronto. And no, I love yeah. Toronto. I grew up in the Detroit area, which was 
We were the only city to go south to Canada. Oh, exactly. I was just going to say that. Uh-huh. Right. I, I'm Buffalo here. I don't know where Orient yeah. is. London, from. London, London, Ontario. London, Ontario. Where are you from? Yeah, London, yeah. sure. St. Croix. St. Croix. That's good, too. God, beautiful, too. Jeez, that's great. So we all we all come from, yeah, he's got the best location. <laughs> <laughs> he's got the best weather when we grew up. But it wasn't bad. Great falls up there in uh, Buffalo and going across. Right. Spent a lot of time on Young Street there in uh, downtown uh, Toronto. I love it. A lot, I, and, I, and I do like the Jays. I do, because Buffalo never had a major league baseball <laughs> oh, yeah. So I adopted the Jays. Love the Jays. Oh, yeah. So are you, let me let me say this too, <clears throat> Joanne. You work with you work with. What is it, what's your oldest client you have in your gym? Ooh, um, I never asked that. You know what? Probably mid seventies. Oh wow! Yeah. It, the, without because I don't know if there's like a HIPAA violation when it comes to gyms. Probably I would think you don't want to well, be. Well, I mean, yeah. yes. We don't want to say. Okay, I won't <laughs> even if I know the person. <laughs> Could there I mean, be one? See, this is what's great when you're out of the medical field, guys. But what what is it that that you see with these people? Do you see anything a correlation between when they do the physical fitness that their mental health profoundly gets better? Or could you measure that, or do you think sometimes that could be hindering? Oh, hundred percent. I, I will give kudos to my father here. I, I'm pretty sure he doesn't listen, so. It's okay. Is this the father, not in the military? No, yes, yeah, this is my, oh, okay. this is my okay. dad. <laughs> he was a pastor. For a long, long time. My dad's in mid-70s, yeah. I think, okay. now. And uh, he's been hounding me for years and years and years to run. And he comes up with different names every other week uh, called, like, uh, Brawn and Brains. or he's, It's always, I mean, he's, he's a slightly obsessive about some things here and there. Um, but it's mostly about um, using your brain and then doing your exercise for aging adults. So, um, I mean. Do you guys incorporate that? Do you think that could be something you would facilitate or try to? I know this wouldn't be in your, your realm and your wheelhouse, but would it be something that you could potentially see that somebody like Joanne comes into this equation, that person has been laying in bed, or you said the one who's depressed because something happened to them. But I mean, that's but, why you have rec- rec- That's why you have recreation directors and occupational therapists, and um, and, and that sort of that that line of work in your assisted living, and because it is important to keep the aging population moving. Um, yeah, we often we often work collaboratively yeah, with agencies like a home health agencies, for instance, mm-hmm. who that, who that's what they do is physical therapy, <clears throat> occupational therapy, sometimes wound care primary care, okay. and they certainly identify individuals uh, that need mental health therapy, which they don't provide. Mm-hmm. So we work collaboratively um, with them. And when our providers, again, we don't get in the middle of clinical anything, right. when our providers see an individual is deteriorating physically, and they have been perf- giving mental health therapy, well, then they could help them and recognize the need for them to get physical and get physical assistance and you know, other therapy like that. So uh, is that mind-body connection? People with chronic illness, chronic pain, you know, they develop a pain personality. And, um, you know, so we can help with a lot of those chronic conditions. Um, You know, these things are often debilitating. Um, And again, you know, for most of this uh, stuff, there's no manuals for it. Mm -hmm. You know, living life on life's terms. you know, it comes at you on all different directions. And, uh, you know, there's been a social stigma about mental health uh, for years, particularly in the elderly, which is a population that's obviously as they um, get old and baby boomers come in, 
we're more accepting to mental health therapy. We, we don't look cross versus going to somebody who's 90 years old and, and who's depressed and, you know, they, I got this, I can yeah, deal with this. Absolutely. Because, yeah. you know, they, they perceive it's a weakness. And um, I think that as this sort of stigma begins to dissipate and people realize the value of talking to people, um, professional people, um, can, you know, you, you don't have to be miserable. Yeah, I, 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 could see, I could see that. A lot of times it's, you know, I'm not going to say somebody's uh, abusing services and saying they have some kind of mental health illness or isn't, I don't want to say is an excuse. Sometimes people, I see a lot of kids now on anxiety pills, and I know you're, you're not all about that. Do you find that sometimes sw- switching in a direction where it just becomes an easy thing to say? And, and it may, I'm getting off topic here, but I, I meant to say in terms of, the clients you have are guaranteed. I mean, I, I don't see anybody that's assisted living. They're not making anything. It's not like you have to deal with that realm. This is a very yeah, pretty obvious, pretty obvious. Pretty and obvious. that's what makes your business, I think, a successful one right? in that regard. It'd be hard to siphon through and try to go through all the other stuff. But when I worked skilled nursing and Joanne, when I was up there too, just it, still blowing my mind. I know. Is that funny? You never knew I, that I did this. Yeah, it, it was. I it never was, knew. It was tough. There, I used Answer to answer so I used many to questions. Cl- I cleaned bed sores. I I I, I try to ambulate patients. I I've cleaned them up. They're wow. they're everything. They're if they bowel bladder if they're in, incontinent or whatever. I mean, I was there, and I did this for ten months. In ten months, I learned so much. But what I did learn is that a lot of these folks don't die with dignity. Yeah. And I'll say that. And in, in this, in, and I'm not saying I'm definitely not picking on anybody in you, Orient. I mean, you, you own nursing facilities and that, but in a hospital setting, it felt that way more. They're on NG feeding tubes. These people are like kind of lying there and wasting away. They didn't have some family members wouldn't come in. They couldn't afford it. So the county dime is putting it up. They probably had no insurance. They had nothing, uh, you know, and they were young. They were different ages. I mean, their ages from 30, somebody was in a bad car wreck or something. They had brain damage or somebody who, was a double amputee and had problems under anesthesia and never came out of it right. I mean, I, I mean, I can tell you, it did ten months how many people I went through and saw. I got real emotional with it. I took it real personal, and that's why. I mean, I respect everybody who does it, but we didn't have enough people to handle the cases. So, in other words, if there was, I was a nurse's aide signed with an LPN or an RN. That one RN for two wings, which was I want to say that might have been back then. It had to be forty about forty patients, and this is in the eighties. I'm going back like. Shoot, this is like 1984, 85, I think it was. And I, I, it was horrible. I mean, and I'm thinking what you guys are doing, I could be wrong about this, is a great thing where it's picking up the pieces or the loose ends where these facilities that are overworked, stressed, you hear about it, sometimes you hear abuses in the nursing mm-hmm. homes. It, and it's not, it's inexcusable, but when people are overworked, and overlooked, people are going to be overlooked, patients. You guys can maybe pick up some of that loose end on the mental health side because yeah, you know, also, people don't you know, know how to deal with mental health. But th- and yeah, I can we, tell you a lot of those patients I had had mental health issues. Right. Let me let me just share this part with you, with us, that I think that we do very well. We take care of the people that take care of the people. That's, that's an interesting approach. Okay. Now, I, okay. That's, that's first. Okay. So if you're an LCSW or a psychologist, you got to take care of the people. But we one thing that really, really sold me on this whole business with Mitchell, Danae, is life-work balance. Okay. Life-work balance. Okay, okay Joanne, you're, you're plotting here. That's what I preach every she day, preaches it all day. day. Okay. Yeah. And that's how okay. it's worded. All no, day. Okay, I love it. I love it. Life-work I'm writing balance, it down. Is that okay? Right? So 
I'm a workaholic. Like, mm-hmm. that's my flaw. I work 18 hours a day. I love it. Because you're I, passionate. I'm, I'm passionate, but mm-hmm. I'll look up and I'm like, oh, it's 1030. And that's not always good. Albert Einstein didn't want to go to bed. Right. Yeah. Right. So one thing with Mitchell. Mitchell was laughing at that. <laughs> Did I hit on something there? <laughs> right. He's one, no Einstein, Bob. He's no Einstein. No, but close right. to it. He's a Harvard grad. Hey. Right. One thing with Mitchell is he he preaches that. Yeah. And he'll always say, Ori and me, got to make sure, you know, the balance. We stay balanced. And he keeps that at the forefront. And no licensed clinical social worker, psychologist is going to work more than they can handle mentally. So their caseload could be 10, 15, 30, or at the max, say, 50, 60. That's like a heavy caseload. But if they say... I just want to add something. um, Yeah, okay. So, you know, you you have staff in these communities, uh, CNAs, companion care nurses, nurses' aides, uh, et cetera. And they're in the trenches. Uh, And so we like to think that we can come in uh, and assist them as well. And we do that through education. Um, And from time to time, a provider will talk to uh, and provide support for um, an individual who, uh, as you described, uh, is in the middle of it and really doesn't know how to deal with it. It affects, you know, it can affect anybody emotionally. Um, So what we address is, um, you know, various things like, you know, how to recognize early signs and symptoms of depression. Because you can envision Mm -hmm. these individuals, they're with the residents uh, intimately uh, 24-7. You know, if somebody opens up the door and Mrs. Jones is sitting there crying, then that's a pretty good sign that Mrs. Jones is in some level of depression. Mm -hmm. Um, And instead of being ignored, um, a simple referral can be made for our LCSWs or clinical psychologists to go in and, and determine if there's what the problem is and is there anything that we can do to help it. So we, we help staff, we help uh, residents, um, the community um, who own these, um, the, these um, the owners of these communities um, see us as a differentiator right. um, because we, we, we know what their pain is. You know, they, they, they know that an individual will come in and may have a difficult adjustment taking one of their apartments and then being so miserable, they decide to leave and go back home or move somewhere else. So, you know, we we work at that level. I mean, it can be a, you know, if somebody would in, be interested in measuring it, a clinical economic uh, initiative where we actually can show the these nursing homes, et cetera, by having our services in there, less people, if you use them, less people are, um, or more people are content and uh, tend to, because it's all new. To, it's all new to them. Do you guys advertise, or do people come to you, word of mouth? I mean, would it, I mean, how do, how does someone know? Like somebody listening to this right now, I'm a yeah, I'm a nurse, I'm a doctor, I'm a clinical psychologist, or whatever, and I'm like, gosh darn, our place could really use this. We need some support. Um, or are you are you going out there soliciting? So what has to happen is you need to go into the facilities and speak one on one. Okay, so you set something up. Right. So somebody listening right now, they may say, hey, boy, I love to have Orion Henderson coming in here. You know, probably more you would do that. Um, and then, you know, right. do, yeah, and then yeah. Dr. Greenberg so we, could. We, we yeah. help Orion with those initiatives. Right. But mm-hmm. Yes, that's, that's really sales and marketing. Sales and marketing at that juncture. And, so, you know, just, just and we have community that. liaisons that do that as well. Okay. 
but this, yeah. and this is the broad base. This, um, this business is a three-legged stool. So you know, obviously, we have to find the individuals that uh, that need therapy, and that's sales and marketing. And then the other leg of the stool is provider recruitment. As Orion says, that's ongoing. So it's a classic supply and demand scenario. The demand is increasing. If we can supply that demand, then not only uh, is this um, economically sensible, but think about the masses of people that we can get to if we have networks in every state. Oh, absolutely. I mean, people are living longer now. Yeah, don't have care now. We can ultimately get care. And then the third leg of the stool that Orion's got to worry about on a day-to-day basis is sort of the administration of the referrals, paying his providers, you know, marketing, that type of thing. Oh, what a mind! You got a no wonder it's eight, 18 hours. You sure you don't? You know, <laughs> sure, twenty four hours. More hours. How many more, more hours do you have in a day? For right. God's sake, yeah, that, that, that would take a lot. I can see that. That's right. for sure. Joanne, what do you? What do you? Bob. Yes, <laughs> Joanne, what do you think? I think this is fascinating. New yeah. new business. I mean, people because Joanne is getting people healthy and working them out. They're living longer, and then you guys got more business as a result. Because do you think that's what it is, or it's just because there's more awareness about this now? Or was it always thank, been this thank way? You, thank yes. yeah, thank yeah, you, Joanne. Yeah, thank you, Joanne, for giving the business. <laughs> Does she get a commission for that? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> She's keeping them so they last a lot longer in life. And I'm like, well, I should be, I should be piecing out of here. I'm like, I could barely, you know. But, but the good thing is, is that people, I think people are. I mean, it's funny when you see people uh, living in their 90s. Uh, my wife's uh, grandmother, she was Canadian, she was from Quebec. Her name was Gayon. That was her last name, and she lived to 99 years old. Just missed it by a week. Her, her to be a centurion. And she physically looked amazing. You would never, you look at her and say, I'll be darned. She would go up there, but mentally she didn't know who my wife, she thought my wife was her sister who passed, you know? So, I mean, and talk to her very candidly, like, oh, hey, honey. and you would think she knew who she was. And it's like, no, she, she doesn't, you know? So is this, is, I mean, that's um, probably more innocuous case. I mean, if she was able to, she was able to do a lot for herself, but she needed somebody to come in and check on her and stuff. But people are, um, definitely living longer and, right. and then, but their mental health, unfortunately is not sometimes keeps up with their physical health or vice versa, but fit somebody having a physical disability can affect their mental health over time too. So, I mean, That's right. there's right. definitely, there's right. definitely a market out there and you guys are doing a great, great job. I'm hoping Thank there's, you. what can we say to anybody right out there now? I mean, if there's anyone listening, we're going to attach uh, your information at the bottom of the screen because somebody's out there somewhere that's going to need your services. So hopefully that'll help your marketing a little bit. Oh yeah, perfect. <laughs> we'll, we'll handle that side there. Um, Joanne, Joanne will be, you know, thinking of uh, different ways to try to, you know, if you hear of anybody, you know, anybody in the community that, you know, pass them along, pass them along too. Well, there's two stakeholders here, isn't there? Yeah. There's a stakeholder like Orion who may be interested in getting into business of mental health. Um, and then there's the patients, the potential patients. Mm-hmm. So, you know, when we have more representation, um, we do have representation locally now through Orion. If a loved one um, or somebody who sees this and says, I would like to talk to somebody, they can certainly call Orion and Orion will, uh, and his team will process uh, that individual and get them service. I love it. And so again, I, I appreciate you, uh, yeah. Dr. Mitchell Greenberg, very good, fantastic. And Orion Henderson, what a good combination. You guys are great. Um, I, I don't know what else to say, but mental, mindful mental health services, taking care of those, taking care of their patients first, and then moving that direction. And Joanne working with Life, Work, and Balance today. That's right. Every day. 
Every day. Every day, Orion. 18 day. hours is not enough. Dr. Greenberg. <laughs> thank, you, keep, thank you very much. Yes. I thoroughly enjoyed this. Yeah, thank same you. here. You guys, uh, great, great. You're teetering on something that's so important and vital. We're glad you're, you're, you're handling that. And at least I know there's... There is some some good good caretakers out there. You guys got big hearts too. That, that's that's a tedious it's tedious what you guys are doing. I mean, it's not something it's not something that you know you're not going to get the pat on the back every day uh, to see that. But the rewards right. at the end of the day are very nice. What you're doing. For I mean, what folks. what better thing can you do than to work and at the same time help people? Absolutely, right. amen to that. That's for sure. Thank that, you very much. Thank you guys. Thank you. And uh, and anybody listening, you can get the rest of this too. Mindful Mental Health Services. Learn more about that. Learn about Joanne. How to take care we of yourself physically. We have a website. Yeah, and we're going to get that right here at the bottom of the right. screen. Lewis will have that. We're going to get that website on there, which is good. And that would probably be the best way to get in touch with them. Uh, you yeah. can go to wrbl.com as always and get the rest of this podcast every week on Wednesdays. And, and to find Orion, just go into the website, find network partners, and pull it down to. Orion, and then you'll get his contact information. Oh, that's easy. Okay, good. Network Partners. He's a man. He's going to be expanding out of Georgia and Alabama. Uh, so roll tide. <laughs> roll out of the tide, and we'll, we'll see what we can do down in Florida. We'll see what's going on. But uh, it'll be between the Bills I have and to say, I have to say good blue. Go blue. Go blue. Right. That's right. That's right. right. You got to. So you're a Florida, Florida man there. I got you, Gator man. Oh, Michigan, Michigan. Michigan. Oh, Michigan. You're, up, you're up north. That's right. You're the Michigan right. guy. That's where I'm from originally. That's good. So, yeah, that's, that's right. good. Anyway. Yeah, but not yet. Yeah, not Michigan State. He's not a Spartan now. No, he's not right. there. No. Still rival there. Yeah, we don't want to talk about that. <laughs> that's for sure. Okay. Well, good. Guys, we'll see you there. We'll see everybody next week. You can catch this podcast and much more that's always here at WRBL.com, the visual portion of it. We also got you covered on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. You can find it by my name. We'll also post this broadcast and give you a little tease, a little introduction to it, so you can be connected through iHeart, Apple, Spotify, and these any places where you get your podcast. You guys have a fantastic day. Check in with these guys. It's good. Remember, Mindful Mental Health Services. What a way to go.